Hey, JT. Hey, Jeremy. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, buddy, what's up? Do you want to watch this movie? It's way back from the 80s. I never watch it anymore. Not since I had cable TV. I might have really liked it, but maybe not. I guess we'll just have to see. Would you want to watch this movie? I can't promise it's a good movie. Let's proceed. August 17th, 1984. With a Metacritic score of 63, the question is, JT, would you watch Dreamscape? Now, before we even get into it, did you know this movie won an award? No. It won the prestigious uh, Brussels International Festival of Fantasy Film Award. Oh, the Biffa Award. Uh, actually, there wasn't an acronym. It was the Bift. Uh, emphasis on the f- all right it stars uh baby quaid max von Sydow, uh chris Plummer, kate capshaw and george went and and many other people of course but that's your that's your leading cast uh none of those are the actual bad guy of the movie who's uh an actor whose name is sorry i had meant to have this eddie albert who didn't do anything of like extreme significance but when you go look at a picture of him you'll be like Oh, yeah, that guy probably plays a bad guy. He's another one of those guts the bad guy look. Gotcha. All right, so Dreamscape, JT. Now, uh, have you seen Inception? I have. Okay, so picture Inception, but filmed in 1984, and now sort of mashed it up just a wee bit with that Robin Williams, what dreams may come, what dreams may be, what dreams are those? Are we dreaming? I don't remember what it's called. You know, do you you remember that movie? It sort of was like, (laughs) Not a very good movie, but with like paint dripping backgrounds or something, like the pick, the flowers turn into paint. I'm going off on that tangent a little bit because a lot of that kind of stuff, but you know, 80s style is the basis of this movie. So seriously, there's some kind of secret government agency or something, and they have some kind of machine contraption something, and you hook it up to and enter someone's dreams. Now, unlike Inception, where I think they had to have the machine, they actually had to get the guy tapped in, right? You actually had to get the guy into his own thing. In this, uh, the, in the Dreamscape-ception, they didn't have to do that. You just had to be nearby and somehow the machine would pick up on the dream. Oh. So you just had to be like in a neighboring hotel room or something like that. Uh, and that's important. Now... I'm kind of getting fuzzy about some of the like kind of main beats, but I do remember a lot of little things. So I remember our protagonist again is baby Dennis Quaid. He's recruited into the squad, maybe in like a men in black style where like he shows off some kind of talent and like someone's like, Hey, come behind this secret door and poof. Now you're a dream agent. I don't quite remember how he becomes one, but he's the new recruit and he goes on training missions and, you know, like all, it's almost like Iron Eagle. Like he just does a lot of stuff to learn how to use the dreamception. Uh, and I, by the way, I'm really confident that this is the same basic story as Inception, but without like multiple levels and the drops, and there's no Mab and all that kind of stuff, uh, and way, way, way more synth music and bad special effects. There's definitely no like the whole city collapses over you in this amazingly gorgeous visual thing that they then use in a Marvel movie one year later. There's definitely none of that. Uh, but there is, of course, your bad dreamscape 
That's a good term, a dreamscapeceptionist. I like it. That's, can I help you? <laughs> Welcome to Dreamscape Co. Uh, I don't remember much, but he's basically just your bland bad guy. He's one of those like trained to be an assassin kind of guy where he like smirks when he kills somebody and never really, you know, no remorse because all he is is your singular. He's like Billy Zane from Titanic. <laughs> can we just find a way to always bring Billy Zane into the cast? All right. Please. Now, what I remember, uh, a lot of scenes in office buildings with drop ceilings. I don't know Ooh. why, but I just remember that's maybe that's where their headquarters were and where they do a lot of the missioning or something. Uh, now, Baby Quaid and Bad Guy are teamed up, of course. Uh, and Baby Quaid has quickly picked up that Bad Guy is kind of a little, you know, not, not going to be your best buddy. I don't quite remember, like, the missions they go on as they train but they're out there. It's like fantasy worlds. So again, what happens is you go into someone's dream, dreamception thing. <laughs> now in, in Inception, the dreams are always in like real world places, right? Like that was part of the whole storyline. In Dreamscape, it's as if every dream you're having is like some crazy fantasy D&D adventure. There's like pink skies and slimy stuff and... You have to jump over things. I remember jumping over things, and I remember slimy stuff, and I remember pink skies. It's dreamy. So finally, Baby Quaid realizes at some point he's on the wrong side of things. He is sent on a on a on a dream mission. I tried adding dream to all the words. It's it's not really working, so I'm going to stop doing it. Now. Uh, with the he's on a, he's on a mission with the president of the United States, and. I don't know what he's supposed to put into the dream of the president, but it's clearly like do the wrong thing, like start a needless war in the Middle East or something like that. I don't know. Anyhow, he rebels. He now has to save the president and has to fight the assassin dude in dreamland. But the assassin dude, of course, he's sort of like Vader where he's figured out more skills. And at some point he turns into this snake man creature thing that I think comes straight out of Jim Henson's Nightmare Puppet Workshop. So when I was reviewing the cast, I'll come back to the story in a moment, but not for much longer. <laughs> when, when reviewing the cast, <laughs> and I saw that both Max von Sydow and Christopher Plummer in this, I'm left thinking that either, one, they are both the bad guys, like the, the architect bad guy, like the, the true villains behind the scenes guys. Uh, well, wait. Okay, I had a memory here. Uh, the movie definitely ends with Baby Quaid entering one of their dreams and scaring them to death at the end, which, if I'm recalling right, is sort of a thing, like scaring folks to death in their dreams. And I think that's how the bad guy assassin dude actually handled things, which was like supposed to be a no-no by the policies of, the, of this division. And I actually think that that's what that creepy, awful snake guy thing is, is... So I'm, I'm. By the way, because I watched you watch the preview, I think when you did the "Oh my God, what is that?" Yeah. I think that was the creepy snake guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So picture everybody, if you will, just picture a regular guy, like I don't know, wearing a suit or a jean jacket or something. But from the neck up, um, go grab like if you have an '80s action figure or even an, any action figure of like Godzilla and like. Maybe is it Godzilla or maybe just like a dinosaur, maybe like a, a, a brontosaurus neck and head. And just, just, just jam that in there where the human head should be. And that's kind of your creepy snake guy. How, is that about right? That's actually really accurate. Like that's a very, very good memory. 
I'm, you know, I both tried to half block out memories of that guy and, and also vividly recall him. And, you know, back to the, back to where I was. Scenario B is that uh, Max von Sydow is the bad guy. Christopher Plummer is the benevolent, benevolent leader of this program. Maybe he's like the scientist who invented it all. And Max von Sydow has Christopher Plummer killed because Max von Sydow is Brewmeister Smith and he's just kind of an evil dude who does evil things. There's also this remote chance that Christopher Plummer is the actual bad guy because he pulls off bad guy pretty well too, but that doesn't quite feel right to me. Uh, also, George Wentz, Norm, was in the movie. Would you like to watch it? No. Because <laughs> you've seen Inception. Yeah. Also, just because it, it's just a, like, even just the trailer is a lot to take in. I want to be clear. You did a great job. And from yeah. the little bit that I can tell from the trailer, I think you hit like almost all the beats, which is part of the reason I think I don't need to see this now is because I think I get it. Literally, the first thing I wrote down was Inception with Dennis Quaid. And then as it continued to go on, I was like, oh, okay. So Emperor Ming and Arthur Case go into dreams with the, the dad from In Good Company to save a little boy who looked like a fat Haley Joel Osment. I couldn't really tell what was happening. Oh, wait, there's a boy in it. The boy is the president's son, and Quaid, Quaid has to rescue him. Yeah, so Alex, it looks like Alex is having bad dreams. So little, like, chubby Haley Joel Osment. And then Emperor Ming, which is Van Sato, uh, has looks like he also is trying to get Dennis Quaid, dad from In Good Company, to go into dreams. Then, inexplicably, Arthur Case from, do you know that reference? Arthur Case? Yeah, it's... Um, well, it's not Christopher Plummer in Dragnet, nor in uh, the, the, the singing one. So, no, I don't have a fan. What you got? Inside Man. Uh, <laughs> it's all circular. It's all, it's it's all a big loop. A big loop. It's, it's a little meta tonight, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, all right, so Emperor Ming and Arthur Case... Dad from a good company, little boy I've never seen before, and then Norm from Cheers. So I like all of those things individually. It definitely feels like Inception. Let me tell you that just they had two quotes in the trailer that were brilliant. They actually say like in the movie voice, his only way out is back in, which is nice. so 80s camp and I love it. Oh, and then what was the other one? I can't even read my own handwriting, which is so good. There's one other one in the trailer that really made me laugh. It's just like very 80s camp. It was so fun. Like, it's fun. The yeah. trailer's fun. But it looks like an almost unwatchable movie for a lot of reasons. Not Nothing short specifically of that snake thing. That I mean, it just looks bad. It looks like an, an angrier, worse E.T. It's like a very, very weird visual. Uh, so yeah, for all those reasons, this sounds like it probably was interesting at the time and would not hold up. So, uh, even though, you know, God bless the cast and good for baby Quaid, even though every time you said baby Quaid, I thought Randy Quaid, which would have made this movie way different. (laughs) Totally different. No, this, this is definitely, there's no role for Randy in this one. Yeah, no, there's definitely not. Do you think Dennis Quaid, you go to in good company, huh? I think, I mean, there's other stuff. I mean, Far From Heaven's probably the first thing I think of, potentially even Frequency, but I think, like, In Good Company's a movie. Frequency Frequency was good. Frequency was good. I I really, really, like, most recently, I think of the stupid dog movies that make me really sad. I can't think of the name of. But he's a dog's dog's journey, a dog's worth, a a purpose, a dog's purpose, a dog's purpose. Oh, I didn't see that. That looked, first of all, I'm pretty sure from the trailer, I knew everything that happened. 
Uh, I always think of Dennis Quaid, and yeah, I don't, sad dog movies, no thanks. Yeah, Although same. The Art of Racing in the Rain was decently mediocre, uh, I thought. I just don't like the guy. I don't know. I really, really liked In Good Company, actually. I'm surprised I've never brought it up before. It's actually one of those, like, I think kind of low-key underrated movies. It's actually enjoyable. It's a I good love movie. Love Topher Grace in that role. Yeah. My Dennis Quaid go-to is uh, The Rookie. Oh, I yeah. That's, yeah. That. I loved him. I thought he was great in it. All right, so back to our movie, our Dreamscape Skeption. Dreams, dreams, dreamscape Skeption. Yeah, just, or Quaidception. Can we call it Quaidception? Ooh, <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those movies that was on a lot. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a scene where, he's, where the rescuing the president thing is done from this building that is presumably some government building, hence all the drop ceilings. Okay. I think I actually remember the very end scene of the movie. Can I spoil the fi- final scene of the movie? Okay, if you don't want to hear the very end of Dreamscape, which I think I've already uh, ruined for everybody <laughs> in so many ways, then uh, stop now. But I'm pretty confident the very end scene is taking place in this same office building. It's again, like it's either uh, Emperor Ming or um, <laughs> Arthur Case. <laughs> Arthur Case. Uh, one of the two of them is maybe at the elevator, waiting for the elevator. He opens the elevator opens and it's Quaid in giant snakehead thing who scares him to death. And then you see it flashes to that guy in bed who's like his eyes are bugging out and he's like having a heart attack or something. And maybe the wife is like, What's happening? What's happening? And uh and then you see maybe Quaid go off into the distance. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it ends with a murder, is what I'm saying. Nice. I think the nice. good guy murders the bad guy to end the movie. Which I could be wrong. Out. By the way, I'm making it up, but I know that scene happens in this film for sure. Which is actually perfect because now I remember what the quote was, which is when you close your eyes, the adventure begins. <laughs> so dumb. I love it. I, 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 have, I, have, I think that I think that is our end right there. I think that was the I don't have anything. Everybody, when you close your eyes, the adventure, the adventure begins. begins. So really quickly, and then we'll do what's next. We'll do next week's on the Jeremy 1980 scale. Where does this fall? Uh, I have to say it's probably. What, what are our boundaries again? Can you give me uh off the cuff? Give me, give me some boundaries. Fletch is at the highest all the way down to like golden child, maybe. <laughs> Golden Child. How about from a Fletch to Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I <laughs> didn't know that was a movie, but sure. It's only, by the way, not on our list because I don't remember the plot at all other than these terrifying Killer Clown things wearing rubber suits. Uh, it's um, it's somewhere between the Killer Clowns and the Krull. Okay. It's, all right. It's, so it's... it's got a 60-something on Metacritic. I think a 63. So it's probably actually better than we think right now from all of this... Uh, <laughs> fun but uh it's it can't be like actually good although now maybe it maybe i should watch it i don't know now i'm tempted to watch it myself well listen you give it a run and you tell me how it goes but what's what what are my choices for next week your choices sir changing genres that's that's the thing i sort of have decided i reorder the list so that i never stay in the same genre two weeks in a row that's my new little new little it. thing it's like a little more potpourri so again, you just have to identify if you have seen the movie, and if so, I will just move it out into a section of the list that I do maintain called JTCNet 
First option is Can't Buy Me Love. Ooh. Okay, I th- I don't uh, I feel like I've seen it, but that's also just a song title, so I might not I might not have. So keep going. What's it, the next one? It's fairly late eighties, so I, I I it could even blend way into nineties. But um, no, you, you you want any info? I can tell you one cast member or something, because that might jog your memory and be like, oh yeah, I totally saw that. Yeah, if you want to give me one cast member, I'll take it. It's got a baby McDreamy. Oh no, I don't know anything. Patrick Dempsey, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think I know any of his catalog, so you're probably fine. Okay, so Can't Buy Me Love or, and again, it's in the same time frame, I think. That's why I put them together. Uh, Secret of My Success, have you seen that? I've seen that movie. I've seen that. Okay, you've seen that. All right, so so new option, Dead Calm. I know I haven't seen that. Let's do Dead Calm. All right. This also could technically be like 1990. So we're going to get rid of the officially has to be in the 80s as, as decision. All right, so Dead Calm's for next week. Can't Buy Me Love is back in the hopper. And have a great weekend, sir. Yeah, I'm going to do my best to enter the dreamscape. If you dream it, it can, what has begun, happen. When you close your eyes, the adventure begins. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.